Hey, what's up everybody? It's Drew here. I want to welcome you to another rendition of Phoenix Down. This is episode 7.2. We are continuing our playthrough of Okami. And tonight I have with me Matt. Hello, hello. And uh, yeah, we've uh, we took two weeks off. Uh, had Thanksgiving, got us some turkey, and uh, gave us enough time to play through a, a decent chunk of Okami, I think. Um, didn't realize how epically long this game is. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get through about a quarter of the game for this recording, and I don't think we got through anything anywhere near that much. No, I don't know. It's We kept getting... Like, after last week, or the last recording, we I felt like we were like, oh, we're about halfway through the game. No, we're not. <laughs> about halfway through what we played this time is about halfway through the recording. Or halfway through the game. Rather. Oh, man, this is a very long game. I didn't expect it to be this long. Which, we, I can... I, I will get into that in a little bit, because... There was totally a moment where I was like, okay, this is kind of like beating the game. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, where we left off, the last time we left off, we had um, just completed the Gale Shrine. And we were returning back to the, uh, the, the main village, what was it called, the Kamiki Village? Yeah, Kamiki Village. It's time for the festival. Yes, yes. The, uh, the the full moon festival that happens every year. And this one's going to be especially nice because it's the 100-year anniversary of uh, the legendary hero defeating Orochi. Is that what we're deciding? It's Orochi, not Orokai? Orokai? I thought it was Orochi. I, I have no idea. Orochi sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Since there's no voices actual words in this game it's hard to tell this is true i'm pretty sure it's orochi i'm not too sure because this warriors orochi right yeah that's i mean i I don't i I could be totally wrong and there could be somebody yelling at their ipod right now saying you're an idiot (laughs) so i i i have no disillusions i am an idiot so if you want to correct me please feel free so we're going back to the village uh, it's um, yay happy festival time. Uh, you know the curse. M- most of the curse has been lifted from this area, so everybody is all happy. And um, something bad happens. Yeah, we get quite the cutscene when we get back to the village. Yeah, the um, the big bad guy, <clears throat> or it's not really the big bad guy. It's like a shadow of the big bad guy. <laughs> it's like a shadowy figure that looks like a, a dragon almost or a snake or something like that. Yeah. Shows up and everybody gets scared and oh, everybody's crazy and scared and, and stuff like that. And uh, It shoots an arrow at a home. And uh, come to find out, it's the home of the uh, the woman that makes the, the, um, the sake. Yeah, because it demands a kushi. Yeah, it demands us a sacrifice. Was it it a virgin sacrifice? Was that what it is? If not, it ought to be. It ought to be a virgin sacrifice. What better to sacrifice than virgins? Exactly. 
because I mean, it's a waste if it's not. So, um, and so she's been chosen to be the sacrifice. And if the people of the village do not sacrifice her, then he is going to rain fire and brimstone on everybody. He's going to kill everybody. So, of course, everybody's like, oh, no, you can't go. You know, everybody's trying to stop her from going, and she's like, I have to go, kind of thing. Um, At this point, Susano, who has basically locked himself up in uh, in his home, mainly because I guess he feels that he is a failure, or he's really scared. Yeah, he's a bit of a weird character. Yeah. I mean, he locks himself... The point is, he locks himself up with the the special sake. I think it was like the the eight sacrificial sake or something like that. Yeah, the the eight purification sake. Purification sake. sake. There we go. The purification sake. And um, he's apparently drank them all. And of course, this is the necessary sake that was used... A hundred years ago. Yes. The the, the, the the one essential item that need, that was needed to defeat Orochi the first time. So, um... At this point, we find out Kushi has the... She, she's been marked. She's the one that has to be the sacrifice. So, she just takes off. Yeah, she goes to... I don't know, just to make sure nobody will stop her? I think she, she so. She goes on her own just to sacrifice herself? I, I think so. Yeah. And uh, obviously you guys follow after Issen and, and Amaterasu. Uh, stop her not too far from the village. And uh, have a nice little pep talk and say, you know, basically Issen comes out and says, you know what, we're, we're going to defeat this guy. And... You know, there's nothing to worry about. We're going to beat the crap out of him. So, she jumps on our back and rides with us to the moon cave, which is the the lair of Orochi, basically. Not too far off from civilization, either. Yeah. You know, that's what... They banish him somewhere farther away. Yeah, that's, that's... I never understood that, but... Um, why have such a, a, a terrible thing real close to where everybody lives? Although it wasn't there before, right? Didn't they say at the beginning of the game that it used to just be an island? And that it was, like, corrupted or something? Maybe. I can't really remember. I know that maybe maybe the hero, like, chased it to that island, and that's just where he killed it. Yeah, I'm not, I thought the first time we, we went down there, they were like, oh, we don't know what's happened. The island disappeared, and now it's just this dark, evil place. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that's where they banished him to begin with. Yeah, I to be honest with you, I really don't know. So we, we go to the moon cave. Yeah, anyway, that's where he is now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we run into Waka. He's there. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, he he still has the key, right? Or do uh, we have the key? No, he took the key from us. Yeah, because we bought we beat the boss. It was the Crimson Helm. 
Yeah. And then he stole the key and ran off. Right. So he's there about to use the key to get inside. And then come to find out the key can only be used once and only one person can go through. Or at least that's what was said. Yeah. But then multiple people go through. <laughs> you know, because... Um, Apparently Issen doesn't count. Yeah, Issen doesn't count. Suzano doesn't count. Amaterasu is the only person that counts. But I don't know. Uh, so what what ends up happening is the, there's this force that kind of grabs Kushi and pulls her into the cave. So the first thing we do is jump into action and jump through. And, oh, no, the barrier comes back up. And uh, we're, we're locked in and Waka's locked out. And it seemed like that was Waka's plan all along. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to go in and fight anything. Yeah. So, I you know, we still don't really know what's up with him. Um, but then it also shows through a small little cutscene, like at the end of it, that Susano shows up. And yeah. it, it doesn't show him going inside. It just shows him there. So I have no idea how he got inside. But he does get inside because we'll get into that a little bit later. So we go into the moon cave. <clears throat> the moon cave is not just like a little place that houses a bad guy. It is a pretty large dungeon uh, with multiple floors. This is the first dungeon that I think was a full-fledged dungeon as far as you know, first, second, third, fourth floor, and also a basement kind of deal. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, it was it is kind of easy to get lost, but not really. I think that's a very true statement when talking about this entire game. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really get lost here. It was just there was so many places to go. I didn't know which place was the place to go. I knew exactly where I was. Yeah. It was just, am I supposed to be here kind of thing. I mean, it, at least in this dungeon, it's kind of easy to orient yourself because there's the giant elevator in the center. Yeah. And basically everything revolves around that. But you're right. You don't know exactly where to go at any given time. Yeah. So um, at this point, when you first enter the moon cave, um, you're not actually in the hub yet. You have to walk around a little bit and stuff like that. And eventually you come to these, uh, two demon dudes, I guess. I, I don't know really what, what they are. I guess they are demons. Yeah. They refer to them as imps. Imps. So, um, these two imps, you know, basically they're guarding this entrance to the hub area. And the whole time they're making fun of Amaterasu because, Oh, it's a dog, you know, and, and they totally don't even think of it as a threat. They're just kind of laughing at it and just telling it to get out of here. <laughs> um, so we have to leave. We find it. We, we, we very quickly, we find a, a chest that holds these masks, paper masks that all the imps have on their faces. Yeah. Um, we put the mask on. And we get to draw our own symbol. Yes, we get to draw our own symbol. I wrote fuck on mine. Um, <laughs> I just made like a jack-o'-lantern face. There you go. Um, and uh, 
we walk back up to them and they're like, oh, where you, where you been, dude? You're going to have to, you know, hurry up. It's almost time for Orochi to start eating. You know, they, they totally dismiss that it's a dog wearing a paper, it's a wolf wearing a paper mask. And they just let you right on in. Yeah, not too smart, these imps. No, not at all. Um, so this dungeon, I mean, you know, I don't think we had to get into the big detail about the dungeon itself. I think there, there's, there's a few spots. There's a couple of spots where you have to use the, uh, the, the floating lily pad things Yeah. to, to basically chain together bungee cords because you know, it, it's not like a platform that you stand on. They kind of just drop you. Yeah. For the first time they're facing down. Yeah. So you can't. They don't pull you towards them so you can stand on them. Yeah. Um, and we also... What else? We eventually learn a new... Uh, yeah, so basically, book. I mean, this whole... This whole dungeon is just... one. Basically, they're, they're preparing for the sacrifice... Yeah. ...of Kushi. And they need to make an appetizer. That's what it is. So... You go in, you rescue the chef because he fell into his pot of whatever he's making. And then after you rescue him, you need to get these four secret ingredients. So that basically that's the entire dungeon is getting these four ingredients so that he can make the appetizer so that Orochi can eat his sacrifice. Yeah. And you also learn the, the celestial brush move. The, yeah, the, the inferno. In, inferno. Yep. Yeah, that's that. That's the main goal of this dungeon is to learn that move. It's to give you a power. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's Legend of Zelda. Like I know I've said that a bunch of times, but I mean that's exactly what Zelda is. You go into a dungeon to get a new item that helps you beat that boss, and then you use that item for the rest of the game on different puzzles. So that's exactly what that is. Um, you know, there's there's a few puzzles here and there. You learn Inferno, and there's a bunch of ice blocks that you can use. To, you can basically you 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 point the brush at a fire source, and then drag it to the ice, and it melts the ice. There's also that one weird little Indiana Jones puzzle with the invisible floor. Yeah, that's true. You have to roll a ball across it. Yeah, um, what was that? That was uh, you had to blow the uh, gale winds to yeah. make sand on the invisible floor, so you could see where to roll the ball. Um, yeah, and then once you get the ball to the end, that lights up all these torches throughout the level, giving you more targets to use your inferno ability on. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, there's not too much that's really that exciting in there. No, there's a few fights. I think is this where we are first introduced to the wheels, the elemental wheels? Yeah, that's how we get two of the four secret ingredients is after we beat the the ice wheels and then the fire wheels. Yeah. Um I thought they were pretty easy. I just used a cherry bomb on them. Well, see, with the the ice ones you can use the fire. There there should be a fire source around. Yeah. To put out melt the ice, to melt the ice, and then there should be some water source around to put the fire out. Um, you can also use the gale winds to basically spin them. 
It's a number of ways, but um, fuckers are annoying, especially a little bit later on. Yeah. But um, I think this is the first time I've had a little bit of a challenge while fighting guys. Mainly because I just want to get the hell out. Like every <laughs> yeah, time every I'm time it happens, fight, I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, every time I get into a fight, I'm just fucking pissed. I'm like, damn it. And like, and later on, you get these fucking fights that you can't escape from. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. So, anyway, we we complete the whole. We we gather the ingredients. It takes a little while. You're going through the entire dungeon to get these ingredients. Uh, you start the the cook makes the appetizer, and it's time to feed Orochi. You they they finally start the elevator up to his lair. You ride it up. And there's Orochi. Uh, he's basically... It's weird. He's like He has a gazebo on top of him. Yeah. That has Kushi on it. I hope that's not like built into his back, like he's some kind of eight-headed turtle. Yeah, I don't know. So there's it's basically these eight dragon heads that all represent a different element. Um... And the the well, does Suzano, Suzano does he show up before we start fighting or after we start? Fighting? I don't think he shows up until the very end. Okay. So somehow the sake of purification. How did we get one of those bottles? I think it was just up there, and it gets knocked over, and it fills fills the trough basically around Orochi. Yeah. But anyway, so the fight starts, and we have to defeat all eight heads. Uh, pretty straightforward. You basically have to draw a brushstroke from the trough with the, the uh, purification sake into the mouth of one of the heads whenever it screams at you, basically. Yeah. Uh, and it stuns them. Then you slash on him until he. No, you slash him once, and then it like it breaks this uh, seal off of it, and then you have to repeat the process again. At least that's what I did. Yeah, I, I, well, there were like there were two phases to the fight. The first one, I, I don't remember what I did. I think it was just. A couple of slashes, and then the head goes down. Yeah. And then once you get three of the heads down, you can run up into the center and attack the bell. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you only had to get three of them down and then run up and attack the the bell. And then it took me two times of, of doing that before I destroyed the bell. And then basically then you're on to the second phase where you have to fight all, all eight heads. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that's when you do the whole sake, stun them, then hit them till they're dead. Yeah. Um, after defeating the eighth head, I think, or it's right before the eighth head, Suzano shows up, and he's basically got a a new lease on life, and he 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 knows he basically knows that Amaterasu's been helping him throughout the, his entire journey. 
And he tells him, he says, you just sit this one out. He says, I'm going to take care of this one myself. But of course. And she, well, well, no, nah, he, he does. He, he does that whole big slash down the middle. Yeah, but he also attacked all of the other heads, and then we had to step in and do the slash after him. This is true, but he did like the usual. finishing blow. Yeah, yeah he, he did one hit. <laughs> yeah, that's better than nothing, I guess. Um, does the whole Cloud Strife braver jumps yeah. <laughs> up into the air and slashes straight down. Um, and Orochi's dead. As far as yep. I can tell, Game I mean, it, it's it's dead, yeah. And the every, end boss has been defeated. Yeah, you've this this is what you've been working to the entire time. Hundred years later. Yeah. The son or the the descendant of Nagi came in, beat Orochi again, and uh, history has repeated itself. Yep. And yay, everything's happy. They Susano and takes Kushi. They go back to the village. Uh everything's the curse has been lifted Orochi's dead everybody's happy shooting fireworks stuff like that uh, you go back to the the temple at the very top where you basically where you started the game yeah um, you talk to the goddess of nature what's her name uh, Kasuya or something Kasuya Kasuya yeah, yeah. um and she's, yay, yay, happy. Um, and you see Susano and Kushi, they're basically, um, as the fact says, are ready to make babies. Yeah. And wants you to leave. That's another thing. This game pisses me off so much. You have to constantly talk to people. You have to talk to them three or four times before it triggers something. Yes. That gets on my fucking nerves. It's to a point now where I'm so conditioned to it that I just talk to everybody multiple times until things start repeating, and then I stop. Yeah, me too. And it kind of drags the pace down a bit. Yeah. So, I have to talk to them a bunch of times until finally they say, get the fuck out of here, we want to have sex now. And so we leave, and... uh, there's nothing really to do in the village except talk to people and all they're saying all they're saying is happiness yeah i find this to be one of the most frustrating parts in this entire game because there's nothing to do and every time you try and leave isin's like no no you can't leave yet we still have stuff to do let's let's have fun i'm like all right well there's something still i missed so let me go back and talk to everybody nothing nothing happens i still can't find anything to do so i try and leave again and Isin's like, no, we can't leave yet. Let's go back to the party. And I must have spent an hour, just a full hour, just wandering around. Like, what do I do? Maybe I didn't talk to Susanna enough times up in that cave, so I ran all the way back up there like three oh, times. Oh, fuck that noise. Holy so shit. So annoying. And there's no... it. Basically, the game tells you not to leave. Yeah, that's... Yet, there's nothing to do. Yeah. So all you have to do is try and leave four or five times before it finally says, oh, okay... No, now we can leave. Yeah, that no, I didn't. So weird. I didn't do that. I just kept saying, "Yes, I want to leave. Yes, I want to leave. Yes, I want to leave." I just, I kept, you know, usually it it gives you those kind of hints, like, "Oh no, you stay until you do something." Man, the fucking sucked. The fucking decisions that were made when developing this game. 
I, I couldn't believe that. Once I, you know, after, after like the third time they told me I couldn't leave, I went and looked it up and basically it just says, yeah, there's nothing to do here. Yeah. So sleep. I'm like, God damn it. I've wasted <laughs> so much time wandering around looking for something that doesn't even exist. <laughs> oh, I'm, Jesus. That stupid platform like four times. I'm like, maybe Mr. Orange has something to tell me. <laughs> he doesn't. All he says is, where's Susano? So I'm like, oh, well, it must be something I didn't do when I talked to Susano. Let's go let's go wander back up to that cave again. Nope, nothing up there. <laughs> this game is great, but the things that it's not good at are grating on me the more... They're grating on me more the more I play it. Wow. So, like, what what else is there that's, that's really grating on you? Uh, well, the main thing, I was going to wait till the end to talk about it, but... Fuck it, let's get into it. I want to know. Basically, this game is a very linear game. Yeah. But it, it's it's kind of in this open world where you... Like, when I play an open world game, when there is a world to explore, I want to be rewarded for exploring. This game basically is a linear game just with lots of other things to distract you so you get lost and can't figure out what to do next. And that's what kills me the most. Is that it's a linear game trapped inside the world of an open world game. Yeah. That, unfortunately, like like I said before, I have been conditioned to these games. Zelda is the exact same thing. I mean, you're not going to find anything if you go run off into Hyrule Field... And find and, and go exploring. You're not going to find shit. You, I mean, you, you have been told where to go. This is where you should go to progress. Now you can run around and maybe find like a heart container, or in this case, find I don't know, uh, holy Clovers, holy bone chests. m, yeah, or some shit like that. I mean, that's that's essentially what this game is. Which means, I that like I stick to the main quest. Yeah, but I still can't get over the fact that. It doesn't tell me really what I have to do next. It does vocally. They'll say, oh, yeah, go here. But in the same way, they told me not to leave the village, so I didn't leave the village. <laughs> and when they do tell me, you know, if I decide to go explore something, like uh, in the next section, I see a giant sunken ship. I'm like, oh, I want to go see if I can get to it. And then, fuck, if I remember what I'm supposed to be doing, I, there's just not a good way in the menus to say... This is where you need to go. There's no way to bring up an arrow to say, this is where you need to go. That's the thing I don't get. At the beginning of this game, they used to have an arrow that pointed you to where you fucking had to go. And yeah, that, it, that I haven't seen that arrow in 15 hours. And, you know, sometimes, like when we had the canine tracker, and later yeah. on here we get this hammer. Like, why are these just the tiny sections where they decide to tell me where to go? Yeah. It, you know... Especially in this next section, because there's only, it only really brings us to one place. This you is know, the true. Tracker, I can see how, it, because the game doesn't show you where anything is, it would be hard to find five things in a row. And I, it's like the game realizes that it's not good <laughs> at that. So it's like, all right, well, here's a canine tracker so you can find it. Well, how about a life tracker? How about a game tracker? <laughs> Some will piss me off because yeah, I've, I've I've finally conditioned myself to not give a shit about that stuff. But like before we started, before I conditioned myself, the whole 
having to talk to people multiple fucking times. When when I had to get when before I got the canine tracker, I was supposed to get it after talking to that chick like three times or four times. I didn't do that. I just I, I talked to her once and I thought the conversation was over. So I just wandered around the fucking city for like an hour. Saying, oh, what the fuck am I supposed to do next? I found every single dog. I did. <laughs> but I, but they couldn't do anything because I didn't have the fucking canine tracker with me. And I got the canine tracker. I was like, well, I don't need this fucking thing anymore. Because I know where they all are. So. It's fucking game, dude. Like, there's so many good things about it. But then there's so many just fucking broken things about it. Yeah. I don't know. Basically... I'm going to call that part where we beat Orochi, the halfway point of the game, if not hour-wise, at least story-wise. I mean, I'm, we're not done yet, but that feels like what would have been the end of a shorter game. Yeah. I mean, well, it wouldn't have been a shorter game. Hell, it, that was that's a 15-hour game right there. Yeah. I mean, that that at that point, I had already put probably about 15 hours in this game. Now, I'd be okay with not changing a thing in the first half if they radically restructured the second half to be shorter dungeons, more boss fights, and less wasted garbage time walking around, repeatedly talking to people, stupid minigames, or, you know, I don't know, maybe the minigames are fine as long as I can get to them quickly and I don't have to waste my time wandering around like a lost idiot. So I, I have a feeling we've we've been lost again. Which we're, we're we're coming up on it right now. Uh, so basically, when we leave when we leave the festival, Issen says, "You know what? We still got some celestial brush powers that we can learn, and I think some more stuff's about to happen. Don't really know why. We killed the biggest baddest boss of them all, but okay. And says, okay, we're gonna." go to the uh, the city checkpoint. Let's go to the city checkpoint. We're going into the big city. The Seon City. That's where we're headed. Yep. So we go to the city checkpoint. They they, they put on the map where the city checkpoint is, but for, for, the, for, uh, for the life of me, I couldn't find it for a second. <laughs> I was like, all right. You know, I wanted to use a mermaid coin just to, to, to fast travel there, but I couldn't find a fucking place to use it. And it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's, it's one of these lakes around here. But I couldn't find the fucking spot. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just walk. So I ran all the way through the fucking field, all the way through the forest. Yeah, all the way across the whole world, basically. Yeah. As far as we've explored. And so, you know, I finally got there and at the uh, to the city uh, checkpoint. Now, at the city checkpoint... Um... We'll see here. I'm trying to imagine. Uh, There's the giant drawbridge. The the bridge is up on the other side. With the the archer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, since we have the inferno power now. Yeah. Um. The archer's archer there who says he's the greatest archer in the world. He wants to go do some adventuring stuff like that. Uh, he says that they'll lower the bridge if I set um one of my arrows on fire, and they say it is a signal. So, but he doesn't want to do that. Don't really know why. Yeah, I, I thought he was 
showing us how accurate he was by saying he could put the arrow inside the cannon. Uh-huh. And then we just happen to light it on fire, so it sets off the cannon, which destroys the little tiny village that's... with a couple of buildings around the bridge, and that knocks the bridge over. Yeah. I th uh, so I thought basically he was just kind of showing off, but I don't really remember. Well, see, after that whole thing, like, I, I, I kind of wandered around for a little bit, thinking, I was like, okay, so... You know, and then they kept... Then finally, like, I, he kept shooting arrows. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, I guess I'll just light one of those on fire, which is what I did. And, of course, the cutscene happened, and I'm curious of how many people we killed doing that. Yeah, we just destroyed all these buildings. Yeah, and everything was nonchalant about it. All the bridges down, we can go to the sea now, yay. Yeah, fuck all those losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, go across the bridge, nothing too special. I mean, there's a couple of places where you can kind of revive the, the darkened areas. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, then enter the Ryoshima... Ryoshima? Yeah, coast? sounds good. Ryoshima? Yeah. Uh, the Ryoshima coast, which is like obviously a coast, like a big beach with a, a big sea going out. Um... This is a very large area. I didn't think it was that big until actually I started like actually roaming around. Um, this place is cursed. Of course. Uh huh. Just like everything else. At this point, it seems like what the hell's going on? Why is this place cursed? Because we just killed Orochi. So, don't really know what's going on, but we have to go find the, um, I guess the cherry blossom. Yeah, rejuvenate it, fix the world. Yeah. Uh, this one takes a little bit of uh, thinking. Most of the time it's just, you know, you go to this, you find a little hidden area and there it is. Um, this one, we find it, but it's um, it's pretty much withered to the, yeah. to the point of death. And uh, they said, well, we need to get some water to it. And it's up on like a, like a three-story kind of balcony thing where you jump on three different platforms to get top to the top of it um so we used a little water spout to squirt water onto each level and eventually get it to the tree and uh then rejuvenate the tree yeah i love how it grows into a dead tree <laughs> yeah <laughs> it goes from a baby dead tree to an adult dead tree and then we can rejuvenate it there you go so we bring it back to life, and we've cleared the Ryoshima coast. Um, then we can start exploring. Uh, the cool thing about it is you can... Oh, there's a sunken ship out there at sea, not too far off. Um, there's a big platform kind of overseeing it, and you can't jump on it because it's too high, and you can't press up against it like a wall jump. Um, because Isen actually says it personally. Yeah. Specifically says, oh, you could try and wall jump, but you'll probably just hit your head on the bottom of the platform. Yeah. So, um, obviously we can't go there yet. There's also a island not too far off the coast um, with a building on it. Um, if you go over there, you, there's a dojo uh, run by the exact same guy. <laughs> 
Um, he gets around. Yeah, he goes all over the place. Uh, and he teaches us two new tricks. Now, here is a very important thing. The dojo, up until now, has served as a place to learn combat abilities. I learned one combat ability. Well, technically two, because I learned the dodge mechanic too. But I never felt the need to have these abilities. So... When I first showed up there, I was like, oh, he's just, you know, got some random stuff that I don't need because it's for combat, and combat so far has been pretty simple. So I leave. And I keep going. Uh, you know, there's a couple things there. There's a guy who's missing his rabbit, and I find his rabbit and give it to him and shit like that, and get some praise and stuff like that. Um, but eventually get to the city itself. Uh, the city is covered in this dark kind of greenish mist and it's basically making everybody feel like crap and very depressed um don't really know they they don't think it's necessarily orochi uh that has has made this but um definitely something's definitely up something evil um so i run around looking for god knows what yeah once again don't know where to go. Don't know what to do. Yeah. Wander around the city. And um, I eventually go to this area where they're they're trying to build like a basically a water um basically a canal almost. Yes. Yeah, so they're the canals are already built, but they're dry. Yeah. And there was some guys that were trying to drill deeper to get yeah. the water because they keep talking about how there's this um, water dragon that has basically cursed them. It's uh, apparently water dragons instead of flooding stuff sucks up water. You know when you usually think of a, a a animal that has an element of water, you think of it using that element and not yeah. taking away that element. But anyway, um, so this water dragon apparently has cursed them and um, took all the water away. So you run into this carpenter who is basically the only person not affected by this mist. And he's saying that you help me out uh, and uh, we'll get some water back in this place and maybe it'll help everything. So we do another digging mini game like we did with the, uh, the hot springs. Yep. This one was a little more difficult. Yeah, I w that's what I was going to say. This one actually took a little bit of thinking. Because it was, you know, you had to go in a specific path, and sometimes that path had the spikes on it that made you lose time. So you had to use the gale winds to blow him over the spikes. I didn't know that until I looked up the facts. I was like, this is fucking impossible. Yeah, I got stuck once or twice, uh, basically enclosed by the black blocks, also. Yeah. I went off to the left initially and then I got stuck. Well, just want to go the other way. But anyway, so after we finish this little mini game puzzle thing, the canals fill back up with water. Um, unfortunately, that does nothing to the mist. In fact, do we even have to do this? I'm curious now. 
because uh, it seems to yeah. affect nothing. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it... I'm not sure that it does anything. Yeah. So, that might have been useless. I don't know. At this point, I'm wandering around. I go into the, basically, they call it the aristocrat section of the city. Yeah, because we start off in the commoners section. Yeah. And so uh, I run around there. Everybody's affected by the mist. I, the emperor um, has, they, 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 there's rumors that the emperor has fell ill um, and has basically locked himself away. Um, but there's one important thing that I found, and that was there's an area blocked off by a couple of guards. They won't let you in. But right next to that place, there is a glowing circle that uh, basically it, it says something very small could fit in there. Yeah. Um, I found that um, while I was still running around trying to figure out what to do. So uh, did you you found that before you met up with Waka or after? No, it was after Waka. That was what I was about to get yeah. to. Um because Waka basically tells us he's he's saying that oh something's up, and Issen has a, a big exchange with him, telling him oh well, what the hell, you know you're the one causing all this. We know you are. You're you're probably in cahoots with the queen because Issen has problems with queens. Um. So he he basically gives us a hint of uh, you're gonna have to fit through a hole. Basically. Well, I found the hole. Uh, didn't really know what to do at the hole. But I did find um, right there at the hole, there was a, these little packet of uh, like slips of paper. Um, see, what happened was I just ran by that woman. Oh, you, you don't have to talk to her in order to pick up those I, prayer slips? I guess not. Oh, because weird. because I ran by her, went through the door because I was like I'm sick of talking to people about this. <laughs> um, I grabbed the slips and brought them back with me, and like didn't really know what to do. So I talked to the woman, and we had the whole long cutscene. And then she 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 said, "If only I had my whatever they are, the prayer slips." Yeah. And then she looked, "Oh, you have my prayer slip," you know, and it was just like that. So. Um, I did like that. Um, this woman basically that you meet, she's like a priestess, um, who is very well endowed. Yeah. As uh-huh. Essen likes to keep pointing out. Of course. Yes. Essen apparently loves boobs. He loves cleave. Um, this woman has a lot of it. In fact, there he are. She's calling her stacked. Like, he says that she's stacked all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't understand what stacked means apparently. Yeah. Um, Issen sound talks and 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 acts like a person from modern times. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this woman with with big boobs that stick out, um, we she basically says that she believes that there's a sunken ship which we obviously passed that carries these um special rods. What were they called? Uh, the fox rods. Fox rods, um, and that could be used to save the city. Um, 
she says that we'll have to meet her at the sunken ship. We're going to go inside of it to see if we can find them. So um, she says she'll meet us there uh, during a new moon, is what she said. Um, so we travel back to the sunken ship, run all the way back. And I have to mention, we're starting to run into those uh, random encounters that you can't escape from. The red ones, apparently, you can't run away from. Yeah, they're pretty... Oh, you mean once you're already in them? Once you're already in them, there is no way to escape them. Ah. So, getting caught by that is basically a goddammit moment. (laughs) So, uh, we make it back to the... um, To the sunken ship, or, or to the platform. I, I make it back to the platform. This is me, personally. Yeah, me, me too. I make it back to the platform. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do here, because I can't reach it, and I don't know what to do. So I wander around the area, probably thirty minutes, just thinking I've checked every fucking thing. There is nothing else I can do. Yeah, so, and Isin says we could get there if we could. Doubly, like, do a double jump. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know what? I haven't met the celestial being yet that taught me how to do a double jump. You know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe this is like a fucking brush technique or some shit. So finally, I turned to the fact. Because I got sick of waiting. And the fact says, oh, that you should have went to the dojo and he would have taught you the double jump. Yeah. But... It, you can only there nothing in the game at this point has told me to go to the dojo exactly it's okay. just if you happen to see it if you get over there and realize that you need to get trained that was the thing yeah. i knew that was a dojo i ran in there i saw the dude and i was like this is just the dojo i don't need any new combat tricks so i left and didn't even talk to the dude now that was that was a dumbass decision on my part because you got to talk to everybody in this fucking game multiple times. Yep. Otherwise you lose. So went and talked to that guy. He teaches you double jump. I also got the one where you can dig into rock. And now I can go to the platform. I go to the platform and it's saying, "Oh, the full moon." Uh, or not a full moon, but it has like a uh, what looks like a moon symbol underneath the ship. Yeah, yeah, underneath the ship. So I look into the sky and draw the 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 crescent. Um, apparently I drew it the wrong way. Yeah, you have to draw it the opposite way. Yeah, that it's facing. Didn't know that. Yep, didn't know that. Don't see why you have to do that. Mm. So uh, although to be to be fair. I think that has to do with the new moon, because once you draw the opposite way, basically it shows both halves, and they like come together to form a full moon. Yeah. So I guess that is the hint, is that it has to be a new moon and not just a crescent moon. This but is true, but... I guess. I didn't yeah. really get that. <laughs> anyway, so what happens is uh, when when you have the new moon... Uh, the the tide basically the water fucking splits. That's all I can say. 
Yeah, they they made it sound like it was going to be like low tide. Yeah. Basically, this is the parting of the Red Sea. There's a wall of water next to you. The tide has not receded. No. There's just a column of emptiness. You know, a column where the water it doesn't exist. So it's really weird because it clearly has nothing to do with the moon. Yeah. So <laughs> what ends up happening is we we swim over there, <laughs> fall down off. Water. Yeah, fall fall off a waterfall into nothing. And um, enter the ship. There's a big hole there where you can go inside. We walk inside and there is a door that is cursed. Uh, we can't get inside. But luckily, um, the um, the priestess... I can't even remember what her name is. Rao. Rao. R-A-O. I think. Rao, yeah. Rao. Um, she, uh... Aroa... Maybe Roa. I don't know. She, uh, she's there, and she says that I have no problem getting past these curses because I have these little slips that you got me. So she hops on her back, and we now have the ability to basically point at the slips that she's holding and shoot them at certain things, including enemies. Um. So we, we shoot at the door, the curse lifts, we can go through the door. Now, I need to explain something, because I saw this sunken ship. I, you know, I jumped on top of it. There's a couple of chests and stuff like that. This ship is a hell of a lot bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Yes, that's true. Because, holy shit, <laughs> this ship is a mini dungeon. And it's filled with spirits and things like that, and very creepy things that, if you don't hit them with the thing, hit them with the slips, they kind of take over the screen for some odd reason. Yeah, and also they can move even when you've frozen. Yeah. Time and like brought up the canvas. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. So, um, the uh, but anyway, this is kind of like a mini dungeon, uh. There's a bunch of treasure chests and stuff like that. Some of them are uh, cursed, and they come after you. Basically, mimics. Um, I like the uh, the crab sharks. Yeah, you have to fight those guys. Um, basically, you have to break their armor, and then they're exposed. Uh, uh, do you ha- you have to use the prayer slips to break their armor? I don't think so because you just like slash them enough times. I th- I slashed one of them enough times and I think I broke its armor. Okay, and I used the slips for another one. I can't. I I couldn't really tell you because it happened kind of quick and yeah. they were kind of bunched together. I gotcha. But um, I think I think I did just break their armor. But um, at this point, you know, the, what weapon do you have equipped right now? Uh. I just realized that I have some kind of ink machine gun attached to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't used it. I, I, I'm sure I equipped it whenever I got it, and I didn't use it until one of the very last fights before I stopped playing. I didn't even know I had this other ability. I basically haven't used any of the weapons. I just have the basic sun shield that you have to start with. The green one? Uh, I thought it was whitish, and it's got the flames around it. I thought it was green. Eh, well. It yeah, well. Yeah, I know it's when you start the one you start out with. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I haven't really explored the other weapons because I haven't really found the need to because yeah. the combat hasn't been that hard. Yeah. 
Um, I was using one that I purchased. It was a blue shield looking thing that I bought from the second village. Um, and I upgraded it with the, the gold dust. Um, oh. And it makes it stronger. Uh, you can upgrade something one time. Uh, and then you get the sword that you could use. Um, the sword that you got after beating Orochi. Um, I don't like that sword. It is slow as shit. But it has it has a charge attack, but it takes forever to charge. So I said, screw that, and I went back to my, my blue shield. So, um, because it's a fast, it's fast, and I've got it upgraded, and it's, it does very good damage. So that's what I've been using. Um, and I don't use a shield. Like, I don't use the sub weapon where it usually it's usually a shield to block because fuck that shit. There's no need. I can dodge if I need to. Um, I don't even need to dodge. I can just jump. <laughs> Most of the time, I can jump out of the way of attacks. So, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, there, there, there is a couple of things um, I, I'd like to mention in the sunken ship. Everything's kind of ghostly and weird and stuff like that. Uh, you have to solve a puzzle, which basically is, is, a, is a balance that has two barrels on it. They go back and forth. Yeah. Um, it's relatively easy to, to solve. You just have to go around. What what ends up happening is, since it's still night um, and the water has receded, um, you you find an area of the ship where the, the sky is exposed. You can draw a sun and make the water kind of fill into the sunken ship again. And then, basically, I, I had... I had fucking flashbacks to the the water temple of ocarina of time i was like oh god don't tell me i'm gonna have to start (laughs) manipulating the fucking water levels because holy shit i'm sure you've even heard of the water temple yes i have oh god so um but anyway um the um you only have to manipulate it once and you, you have to go around basically so you can swim around uh, the only other thing I, I would like to mention is there's two fights that I have to do. There's only one fight, really, and that's with the shark. I have yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what I was doing in that fight. Really? I thought that fight was super easy. It, it might have been easy, but I was just like, make him land on the pile of bones. But why is the pile of bones separating and then coming back together? Yeah, I didn't really understand that. I was like, I don't know why it's doing that. Uh, he lands on it. He he gets stunned, and you slash him a bunch of times. I mean, that, I couldn't figure that out for me. I was just like, "Fuck it, just just try to line him up," you know. And that's what I did. But the other one that I do want to mention was this fucking hand <laughs> that tries to attack you while you're walking on this. Like did a, you ever fight it? I just kept running away from it. I ran away from it, and then after I solved the puzzle and made the water level go back down. You get the pile of seaweed. Yeah, it's it's like a big pile of seaweed that's just flopping around. And I thought uh, that was pretty fun. And me rolling kind of. I rolled the barrels of spikes on him. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what I did. But that was kind of creepy because it, it was it was kind of weird how it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought there was gonna be a like actual, boss battle. Yeah, like a real fight. And uh I'm like, oh, how big is this thing going to be if its hand is, you know, five times as big as I am? Yeah. 
So, but yeah, nothing, nothing really came of that. But anyway, um, at this point, we find uh, the 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 area we need to be in. There's a bunch of treasure chests, and in one of those treasure chests, we find a mallet. They call it the lucky mallet. Um, this is not the fox rods, uh, and she's like, "What we're looking for is not here. I don't know where it is." But we take the mallet, and um, we basically say, "All right, it's time to leave." So we so we get up and we leave the sunken ship. On our way back to shore, swimming. Rob's trying to pee on us. Yeah, she's 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 getting nervous and saying, "Can you kind of swim faster because I, there's something bad about to happen?" And Isson's like, "What well, you gotta do? You gotta take a piss or something." <laughs> He's like, we don't care. Just go ahead and piss. I mean, it's a fucking sea, you know. But no, what she was really worried about was a gigantic dragon was following us. A giant sea worm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the water dragon has figured out where we are and was ready to eat us. She decides to jump off our backs and skip the water all the way to shore. And now the dragon's after us. So... We just have to basically swim to shore. I'm using a lily pass to jump and stuff like that, and uh, I get away from it pretty easy. Is is it? Is there a way? I mean, can you get eaten by that thing? Honestly, I don't know what happened. I was swimming for a second. I decided to make a lily pad ahead of me so that I could jump and move faster. And as soon as I got up on the lily pad, my screen just kind of went white, and then it came back in, and I was on the beach, and nothing happened. Huh. I had to actually make it to the beach. So I had to I had to skip to lily pads back and forth kind of thing. Yeah, I never actually really even saw him after the cutscenes either. So I don't know what happened. I don't know, maybe I got eaten, maybe I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. But um so we make it back to shore. Uh the priestess is gone, we don't know where she is. Isson's all pissed off saying I'm gonna give her a piece of my mind because she left us. Um, but right then the, the, uh, mallet that we had in our inventory, I don't know where we keep our stuff, um, pops out and basically starts running away from us. So this is like, go after that mallet. We're going to try and sell that thing. We can't let it get away. So we run after the mallet. Does it actually leave if you stop moving? No. It's I mean, just, it, it just, it's, just it's luring you, basically. Yeah. And I knew exactly where I was going. Because yeah. they mentioned that the mallet has uh, shrinking abilities. <laughs> and I was like, well, Pumped no shit. Flat, yes. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we run all the way back to the city. All the way back to that one little hole. And we use the mallet to shrink ourselves. Or Amaterasu, we shrink Amaterasu. It goes through the hole, and we land, and we we see there is a a person standing there, and we don't know who it is. It shows up as question marks. Talks an awful lot like uh, Isson, and then kind of find out it is Isson. We are shrunk to the size of Isson. Yep. And um. You know, so this is <laughs> we're 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 very small. 
and now we uh, we have to worry about hazards such yeah. as people trying to stomp on us and brooms and spiders. So basically what had happened was we had crawled through the wall to enter the palace, the royal palace. And uh, here... Oh, are we actually trying to find the emperor at this point? Yes. Because there's been some talk that, you know, people haven't seen the emperor. He's holed up in his in his palace and maybe, you know, before this point, was there a question that he might be behind the mist or causing the mist at all? Or does that not come until? I don't know. I think we were going, I think Issam wanted to go talk to the emperor mainly just to say what the hell's going on. Yeah, why aren't um, you doing something? And we also went into this area because that was where the mist was coming from. It was. Oh yes, it's coming out of the hole. It was coming out of the hole, and we're like, well, this is obviously gotcha. where this mist is coming from, so we need to go in here and investigate. Yeah, so they're not even looking for the emperor yet. They're no. Just trying to get to the source of the mist. Yeah. So we run around as very minute beings, um, and we eventually run into an area where there's spiders around with demon faces on their back. Yeah. And, uh, these spiders, what, what they'll do is they'll block the exit whenever you walk up close to it. So we're kind of locked up in this room. This room is like a storage room of sorts. And there's a flask, um, hanging from a rope. So we cut the rope, obviously. And we can actually go inside the flask. When we run inside the flask, we notice that the the air inside the flask is, is calming and is, is kind of soothing. So we use the special uh, gale wind ability to uh, release the, uh, the, I guess, the air or the mist that's in there, the calming mist. And kind of find out, oh, it's one of the gods been trapped inside the uh, the bottle and we learn a new celestial brush technique this one allows us to slow time which then allows us to progress because obviously we can't make it past the spiders or the brooms or the brooms because um, the brooms will just knock us back so we now can slow time and we can make it past all our little hazards and stuff like that. Yeah, if this is a dungeon, it's a pretty short one. This is a rather short dungeon, which the, the, the Shunken ship was pretty short as well. I was probably in the ship for probably maybe 30 minutes at the most. Yeah, I would have guessed 30 or 40 minutes, and this one was more like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, more traveling. We're, we're Not much combat at all to be honest with you there was a there was a couple yeah. of times but um for there's the most, a lot of platforming here with the different spiders yeah there's a lot of platforming but there wasn't much necessary platforming you know yeah, what i mean that's true. most of the mo most of the platforming was taking you to clovers where you could bloom them so um we eventually make it to the bedroom of the emperor which i should first mention before even getting there there is a woman who is being held captive. She's been arrested by the emperor under the emperor's orders. Uh, she's crying, and she sees us, and we talk to her. 
Um, she is actually the uh, Bamboo Man. If anybody remembers us talking about the Bamboo Man, uh, he's the guy who basically helped us drill down to the, um, the hot springs. Yep. It's his granddaughter. Kaguya. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is being held captive. Doesn't know why. She says she was just arrested. No idea why. Um, and there was something that they mentioned about her. She, she shined like the moon. Didn't they say something like that? Uh, I remember them saying that she was very attractive. Yeah. But I, I want to say something to do with the moon. And I think okay. that's going to be significant later on. I'm not too sure, though. So, um, this basically says, you know, we'll get you out of here. Don't worry about that. So, after that, then after exploring a little bit more, a lot, a lot of it's linear. You had to get a key and then come back. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, we make it to the bedroom of the emperor, and we notice that the emperor is basically spewing forth this green mist out of his mouth. He's asleep, just basically just breathing out this crap. And it's going everywhere. Yeah, enough to fill an entire city. City, so. yeah. That's some powerful bad breath. Yes. So, uh, Ison's basically like, we need to get over there and, and try and stop him. We you know, wake his ass up or something. So we do a little bit of platforming. We slow down time because spiders are, are swinging back and forth like a pendulum trying to knock us off. And we eventually have to climb over the mosquito net that he has. And we eventually make it to where we can just drop down right into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Which is what we do. The incredible journey style. Mm-hmm. Drop down into his mouth. Go down his throat. And into his stomach. Down into his bowels. And there we find a very nasty guy by the name of Blight. Uh, he has a cursed sword that he is basically going to use to kill us with. Uh, there's, a, there's a little dialogue about it. Uh, Issen shows off how badass he is, but then jumps right back on the wolf. Um, it, he, he's, I don't know what he, it, it, he, is he a demon? That's what I'm going to call him. I don't know that uh, they, so they brought up a, the same screen that they bring up just for all the enemies. All mm-hmm. like the first time you fight each enemy. Yeah. They bring up kind of the art, the, I don't know, the colorful art screen that shows them and gives them their name and whatever. But so I, they're basically saying he's on par with them instead of, like, Orochi. They didn't do that for Orochi, did they? No, I don't think. I may be wrong. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't expect to encounter him all the time, but they they kind of played him like he was just a regular enemy. Yeah. In my mind. So, uh, basically what this guy does during this fight, he can kind of do this, like, quick run dash teleport slash thing that will hurt you. He can also summon multiple swords to basically home in on you. And those are basically the only two attacks he has. Yeah. Uh, So when he gets ready to do his little teleport dash, you can slow down time 
and then wail on him. And that's exactly what I did. Well, see, that's funny because I never attacked him when he did that. I only attacked him when he did the attack where he splays out his swords around him. Really? Yeah. Well, see, what what you can do is when he does his little teleport attack, um, it slows down, and you can obviously see him while he's running towards you. He has his sword out, and you slash him about two or three times while he's running. He drops his sword, and then you can attack the sword. And t- attacking the sword does a lot of damage. Yeah. It takes out more health. See, basically, when he would splay all his swords out, I would just do a power slash to hit all of them. And all the regular swords would disappear, and the blue sword would would come out by itself, so then I would attack the sword. Ah, uh, I gotcha. But basically, every time he did the, the speed attack, I just accepted it and got hit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I did the opposite. But Interesting. It was very simple. You know, I never had a problem with it or anything like that. Um, it did take a little while because, I mean, he had a lot of health. Yeah. But um, after beating him, the uh, the Emperor's cured of his disease. He's no longer possessed. Well, actually, he is still possessed. I should yeah. I should mention that. Um, Issen is basically saying, we're going to get that girl out of prison, and we're going to do it as the Emperor. So somehow he is able to control the emperor by jumping around in his stomach, yeah, and making him. And you actually control the emperor walking around, and there's some guards there like, "Are you okay?" and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and he's like flopping around. And uh, he opens the the door for her, and she she gets away. And they do another one of these cutscenes, which I, I do want to mention. Um, these cutscenes are basically like narrations where and Amaterasu and Issen you know save the day once again they did it after beating Orochi and they did it after beating Blight um and it's like it's it's their own separate story it's like you know the misadventures of Amaterasu and Issen and and this is like the second episode or something it, it feels like a, a separate story altogether. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. It, it. I don't know. It's almost like it's different episodes put together. That's exactly what it feels like to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's and that's basically where we left off. Um, yeah, it asked it asked to save after all that, and I said yes, and then just turned it off. Yeah, me too. Um. But apparently, according to this fact, we we probably got another episode, I should say, which has a fair amount of content in it. So, like as of right now, it's a little exaggerated because I left my PlayStation on for a little while, like I went off and did something with it paused. Okay. But as of right now, I think. I've got maybe around 20, 25 hours in the game. I think I've got somewhere around 17 or 18. Okay. Um, mainly because I've got lost so many fucking times, especially early on <laughs> in this game. It, it may be a little bit more exaggerated than that. Right now, my game, my game clock says about 30 hours. Which oh, I, wow. I, I know that's not right because... 
I had to run to the store one time and I just kind of paused it because I was in the middle of a, of a boss fight and um, there was a couple of times where like somebody came over to my home and I paused it and turned off the television for a little while. So that's obviously exaggerated and I want to say it's probably exaggerated by about five hours. So I'm thinking I've got probably about 25 hours in the game right now. Because I mean, I, I did do a little bit of exploring. If I see animals, I will feed them. Yeah, me too. Kind of thing. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to look at that fact and see where every animal is. But I mean, I, I will feed them and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, you know, I, I've I've been trying to take my time with it a little bit, but this last play session that we did, I was kind of rushing a little bit. Yeah, this is the point of the game where. I feel like I've seen everything that I need to see variety-wise, and I wish that they would focus on the more exciting parts and kind of do away with the slower parts. Yeah. Because if they could pick the pace up and have it build structurally towards a more exciting ending, I'd be okay with there still being a whole second half to this game. I think... I think this game should have ended after Orochi. That's just me. Because this whole other part here, it feels like, yeah, they're they're moving on to something, but this feels like an expansion. All yeah. that we all that we did after we killed Orochi to where we are now feels like DLC before there was DLC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this feels like an expansion pack. And this is the, this is what I said. I think in the very first episode, is it feels kind of chunked out and segmented, and basically it's all right. How much time do we have? All right, we'll just keep adding chunks until we run out of time, and then that's it. And there's no like overall narrative that really requires these individual pieces. It's got a beginning and end, and just as many chunks as we can fit in in the middle. And it kind of, I don't want to necessarily say it's repetitive because each section is different and we are still accumulating these powers, but yeah. I, I just, I don't know how necessary all of this is. I feel like this is everything that you would start with and then you should have pared it down 20 or 30% to get to the more exciting stuff. Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem. Like, I, I totally didn't even mention the, the guy who was looking for the 1,000th sword that we had to help fish. Oh, yeah. Mainly because that's a, that's a detour to where I need to be. Yeah. Whether you do it or not, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, you have to do it because you have to have the bridge let down. Right. But I, I was just like, this is this is pointless. You know? That, that, was, that was my whole beef with that i was just like this you know it's not even worth mentioning because it was just i've already done fishing before this is not a new mechanic this is just a waste of time so i just you know there you <sighs> what, what can i say about this i think this game is a fantastic game but man you have to you have to go through some shit that you don't want to yeah to get to the fantastic game yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I have a lot of fun when I'm doing something in the game, be it a platforming section, a boss fight, 
a puzzle, whatever. But there's just too much stuff in between those things. And there's too much confusion for me to get to the next thing. Yeah. But once I'm there, I'm having fun. Like, I really enjoy the parts of the game I'm actually playing. But I feel like I'm spending too much of my time getting to the next thing. I think everybody talks too much in this game. Yes. Way too much. And at least, I, I wish I could skip it faster. Yeah. I'd be okay, you know, I'm okay with all as much talk as you want to put in there, but give me the option to listen to it or not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I will say this. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I think this game is wonderful, but I am getting fatigued. Pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm going to beat it. I'm, go- I'm going to play through the entire thing. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's starting to feel a little bit like uh, Crimson Gem Saga to me. <laughs> Not as bad, obviously. But, you know, wrap it up. <laughs> That's why, you know, yes. wrap it up, people. Because this is, this is seriously, holy shit. Because, I mean, now we're going against a new evil. You know? Yeah. This would have been a perfect game, I think, in a 25 to 30 hour range. As opposed to 40 or 45 or whatever it's going to be before we finish it. Yeah, see, I, I was thinking... Maybe that, not. Maybe maybe 35. I don't know. I was thinking that time to beat was exaggerated. No, it's, it's for real. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 35 hours? Come on. And that's not even to get everything. Yeah. You know, I'm not... I'm not I'm not going. I'm not a completionist when it comes to finding every clover and finding all these stupid stray beads, which I have no idea how many I have. Uh, maybe that. Maybe that's in the game. I have, don't even care to look it up. I have no clue. I, I, yeah. This, oh, you get something special if you collect them all. Fuck that noise. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to waste my time finding hundreds of something just on the off chance that I'll get, uh, you know, a prize that I don't need. Yeah. Because essentially, I don't need anything in this game. Because I'm sure you won't get all the stray beads until at the end. Right. And by that time, I'm not going to go back and do New Game Plus. <laughs> you know, just spend another 40 hours playing it? Fuck, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that, trust me, I've definitely got my 20 bucks out of it. So, that's the thing. But yeah, I asked pretty much it. I know I sound negative about it. I don't want to sound negative about it. I think this is a great game, but yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, there's you know, so I many design choices that are bad. Just, I mean, you know, I don't know what it is about it. It's just, you know, maybe it's, I'm not going to say that because <laughs> this is, this is basically an action adventure game. And I, I, I would say maybe the Japanese don't, you know, they have a different way of doing action adventure games, but then I think, well, they made Zelda. And Zelda is possibly one of the best franchises ever. You know. So I don't know. We're gonna have to play a Zelda game one day. Yeah. I would like to at some point. Because that's ridiculous. You've never played a Zelda game. And I'm bringing <laughs> Justin in too, because he's never played one either. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe that you haven't played Possibly one of the best fantasy games that's ever been made. Yeah, I don't even know which one to play. 
it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to somebody my age or a little bit younger, they'll tell you Ocarina of Time. If you're talking to somebody who's in his 30s, he'll tell you uh, probably A Link to the Past. I was in that generation where I played both. I love both, but Ocarina of Time is more nostalgic for me because it, that was in my heyday. You know, I think Ocarina yeah, of Time. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because while you were playing that, I was out on my PS1 and that's all I had. Yeah. And, uh, that that's when my best memories are from. So, may, maybe maybe I would have turned out differently if I had an N sixty four. Yeah, but see that's the thing, you know, GoldenEye and Zelda, uh, Mario sixty four. Sixty four was a big console for me. Don't get me wrong, the PlayStation one was huge for me too. You know, Metal Gear Solid, Resident mm-hmm. Evil, those games. Uh, but man, that yeah, that was the heyday for me. That's kind of crazy to think. That's why Final Fantasy VII is my favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say it's the best one out there, but to me, that will forever be my favorite because it was my first Final Fantasy. Now, it wasn't the first Final Fantasy game I'd ever played, but it was the first Final Fantasy game that I ever played that I fully understood because Final Fantasy VII came out in 1997, I believe. And at that point, I was 13. You know, before that, it was Final Fantasy 4 that came out. Mm-hmm. Or it, technically, it was 3. No, no, no. I'm getting those mixed up. I had Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 2, 6. Final Fantasy 6 came out, which was called Final Fantasy 3 in the United States because they didn't want to confuse people. And it was on the Super NES. And on Super NES, when I was playing that, I was probably like maybe nine, ten. I didn't know what the hell I was playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I couldn't understand a story. You know, I could understand stories, but I was just thinking, oh, kill dudes. You know? When Seven came out, I was like, you know, I was more mature. I could understand the story and stuff. And it was, I thought it was amazing. So. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Okami, and we're done talking about Okami for now. <laughs> we uh, we're gonna try our best to complete it. We will try to record again next week. Have this up by next Friday. This one should be up tomorrow, which is Friday. So when you guys are hearing this, a week from when you're hearing this, we should we should be finished with Okami. If not, we are recording, and that will be our last episode, and we will get as far as we did. Yep. Because I'm about done with Okami. I got I got a few more hours in me, but it's not going down without a fight. I know that. <laughs> but uh, we don't really know what game we're going to do next. We've uh, we've set up a, a guest for us. It's one of our old zombie frog guys. Hopefully he'll be able to join us. And we've narrowed it down to either Metro 2033 or Bully. Finally going to do Bully. We've been talking about Bully for a long time. But um, I don't know. That's up to, that's up to Nate. I don't care. I'm up for both. Yeah, I the, both of them are pretty high on the list of games I'd like to play. I, I like Because I got, I got Metro for four bucks off Amazon. 
just on like some kind of crazy still. And um, I played it for, I probably played about 15 minutes of it. And I, I said, my God, this game looks amazing. Because <laughs> it did. It, it, like, you know, it, it was on my PC and I had it at full settings. And apparently they released a patch that, that makes it work with DirectX 11. And I was like, this game looks insane. You know, I never had any any thoughts or anything like ever wanting to play that game. But then I was like, yeah, I'll pick it up, sure. And like I popped that out. I was like, damn, I'm very interested in this game now. I played it for about 15 or 20 minutes. And the only thing that crossed my mind was, why does this guy like move so much when he runs i remember there being a lot of like sway yeah that's the only thing that struck me from Hmm. the 15 minutes i played why does this guy sway so much when he runs (laughs) but uh bully i've actually played all the way through um i know i don't think you have have you Uh, i've played 15 or 20 minutes of it just to check it out gotcha What what do you have it on you have it on ps2 PS2 and PC. Gotcha. I have mine on PC. I, I played the 360 version when it came out. It's a scholarship. I might have to buy a third version before I can play it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what goes from there. Um, Bully is one of my all-time favorite games. It really is. It has one. It has my favorite villain in it, which we'll talk about later if we ever get into Bully. It has my favorite villain. Slowly but surely... If, if, if everything goes the way it's going right now, Far Cry 3's villain may actually beat out Bully's villain. Oh, my favorite villain. Far Cry 3's villain is fantastic. I highly suggest playing Far Cry 3. But that's for another podcast. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, yeah, we're going to get out of here because we've been running a little bit long. But uh, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. We'll catch you next week. Don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. I forgot about that. Uh, And uh, let us know what you think about us. All right. Catch you guys next week. See ya.